0: Which brings me to two things that are going to piggyback off of that. Number one, Mike Kafka, first-time play caller with the Chiefs. I think one thing that infuriated fans yesterday, but it kind of speaks to what you're talking about, being down and not having the weapons and having the run game. Paul, they treated down two scores with about seven and change left. Like they were up a score and running the four minute offense. I mean, it's one thing to still want to keep running the ball because you can't just drop back and have the Cowboys be pass rushed But I mean, it, it felt like they ran the ball four times in a row. They had taken about three minutes off the clock. You're down two scores there. The lack of urgency in the play calling, uh, and I don't know if that's Daniel Jones on hurrying up. I don't know if it's just Mike Kafka is so scared of that pass rush, killing Jones down the end, but in many ways it was almost as if they were waving a white flag down two scores, with just continuing to run the ball, like four plays in a row, whatever it was in that spot, just draining time when, you know, the clock was their enemy at that point.
1: Well, they, they went, I know what you're talking about. Nine minutes left. They're down 28 to 13. Um, Hodgins catches a pass, and then on second and five, Barkley runs for 10. Barkley runs for two. Then he comes out. Breeda comes in. He goes for for two plays. Brightwell comes in. He goes for two plays. And then they start throwing it once they got inside the Dallas 40. Now, if they had scored on this drive, they kicked off to Dallas with three minutes left. If they had scored there and made it a 28 to 20 game, Dallas would have had the ball back with three minutes left up by one score. And the Giants, if I'm not mistaken, would have had two timeouts two. at because, that point. Because Thibodeau, Thibodeau used that one early, which, right. da-
0: which Dable was not happy with on the sideline at the time.
1: Right. So is that a great situation? No. But – If you have any trust at all, and I don't know why you would trust your defense, because at this point they had given up three consecutive touchdown drives to the Cowboys. I don't necessarily think you can believe you're going to get the three and out
0: there. That's exactly it. Well, you almost have to play for a six and out at best. You know, you you have to coach that way.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I understand the point. Under normal circumstances, if you felt that you had your defensive pieces, if the lineup was full, I would have no problem with that because I think the Giants defense at full capacity could get a three and out with three minutes to go, but under these circumstances, probably not. And so I see, I see where you're going with that. Which
0: now again, we'll, we'll furthermore. Okay. And I know obviously you were locked in in Dallas. I sat there, watched all three games yesterday. And it's something that's so evident. If you watch the Giants, you watch the rest of the league. And we talk about injuries and we talk about talent. Paul, yesterday, what would bail the Cowboys out on so many of these downs is CD Lamb is basically Spider-Man. You know, he could go up, grab any pass he wants, okay? <laughs> the first game, the Lions go down the field against the Buffalo Bills, and the Buffalo Bills have like 40 seconds left. And why are they able to kick a, a game-winning field goal? Because they have an alpha in Stefan Diggs making that play. Justin Jefferson list. I know these guys are premier players, but look, it, again, I'm going to keep saying the rock uphill thing. You love saying that, too. When and we love Slayton, when Darius Slayton's reality in number three is the only guy you really have, and go up and get it. I mean, the Giants that is what this team is lacking. It's, I mean, the Eagles a year ago are talking about oh, do we trade for Deshaun Watson? Now Jalen hurts the toast of the town after they get AJ Brown. This, to me, continues to be the biggest Achilles heel. When you're down in games, you don't have that receiver that you know is going to go one-on-one with a corner and the quarterback can get it to him. And it changes everything. It changes the feel of the quarterback. It changes the feel of the game. It changes the way a defense can play. Maybe that would freeze some stuff up for Barkley. Paul, I I mean, it's so evident watching three Thanksgiving games yesterday and watching how that giant game unfolds and seeing what CeeDee Lamb did to him. I, I really am starting to come to grips with I don't know how you don't enter this offseason, and that is
1: your biggest need. They need a number one wide receiver. To your point, think about this for a second. You don't have to answer it right away. How many contested catches did the Cowboys make yesterday? Contested?
0: Half a dozen? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I I mean, a lot. It felt like a lot. It was. Yeah. It was. I mean, they Cordell seen... Flott. If Cordell Flott was playing great defense a couple times, I think it was Gallup, and he, you know, there was nothing you could do, and a guy makes an unbelievable
1: catch. To to Prescott's credit, he threw some darts yesterday. Absolute darts, and absolutely incredible display by his receivers. They had fly paper for hands. You'll say Spider-Man. I, I, I love to use skyscraper for the big, tall receivers. These guys aren't big, tall receivers. They just have sticky hands, sticky fingers. It seemed like every time that there was a Giants defender on somebody, like somebody said to me, Darnay Holmes was terrible. I said, no, no, wait a minute. Go back and look at how many contested catches were made against him. There were a number of times Darnay Holmes was all over the guy. Flop was all over the guy. Uh McLeod was there. And there's Prescott throwing a dart, throwing a seed, and whoop, just sticking a hand up, sticks. I'm like, what the hell? Where are their drops? There's no drops here. These these clowns are catching everything, including a freaking cold. So, in any event, uh, yes, that was very impressive. Give Dallas credit for that because their receivers made all the plays that their quarterback needed. And how many contested catches did the Giants make yesterday? Outside of Slayton's one bomb, how many contested catches? Was there another? I don't remember.
0: No, no. In fact, that's what made the first drive, the Slayton kind of falling down when Jones put that ball out there. You know, that backbreaking, like that's the thing, right? When the Giants miss a play like that to Slayton, which could be a contested catch it, it's almost as if uh, you're, you're screaming because everything has to go right. You know, one missed play, one missed opportunity because you don't have that kind of guy that could go make those plays and, and the whole game could spiral out. And and that's yeah. that's to me the major weakness, which is why they need these other guys healthy because they need to go back to playing the kinds of games they played in the first half. Uh, and you only hope, Paul, and, and we're going to get into this next week when we do our game preview at the end of next week, you only hope that these 10 days off do them well and some of the guys that we've
1: talked about are able to go versus the Commanders. One thought on the contested catch thing. Yeah. It really shows you how deeply buried Kenny Galladay is. Oh, no doubt. Because because this, to me, this is a desperation aspect that the Giants are missing on their team right now. And that's the guy who's supposed to be able to do it. And he could barely get on the field. I'm sorry. Um, No matter how many times I talk to him, I believe in the guy. You talk to the coaches, they say all the right things. Some, something is just not making sense at all because there's a need there and and he's not being given the chance to supply that need. I don't know what it is. I'm yeah. sorry. I wish I could tell you. This is like a bigger mystery than Howard Hughes and his disguises as far as I'm concerned. And all Paul, right. God knows. Maybe you know where Jimmy Hoffa's buried. I, I I've don't. got some I've got some clues. But I can't tell you, <laughs> Paul, okay? if, you don't, if you don't know
0: officially, nobody knows. And, and, yeah. and, to, and, you know, we'll close with this. You want to see out, you know, decisions and I wasn't anti signing Galladay. So I'm not going to act like I'm second guessing it. Right. But if, if the giants ultimately don't pay that money to Galladay last year, and they go in some other direction, they end up drafted Tony in the first one didn't work out either, but missing on both those guys at wide receiver. Think about it. If the Galladay money isn't used, you know, who else might be on the giants this year? James Bradbury, boy, could they have used him at corner yesterday. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's all those things. The Galladay contract has been a killer to this team. Uh, and not being able to have him and be an alpha has been absolutely brutal. Well, Paul, with that, we will wrap it up. It has been a long couple of days of work with us with the Giants. We are uh, going to close the book. You won't get, obviously, a recap on Monday because we're going to relax on Sunday. We're going to watch the Commanders play the Falcons a little bit, and we're going to reconvene. And I'm just, hope, oh, Paul, I am not ready to hit the, oh, my goodness, this season is spiraling out of control. Take a deep breath, 10 days off. Let's start to get guys like Evan Neal, maybe Daniel Bellinger back, and hopefully look ahead to the Commanders and go go chase down a playoff spot here.
1: Folks at seven and four, since 1990, 71% of seven and four teams have made the playoffs. Let me allow that to soak into your soup for just a few minutes. And before we go, Sean, to those of you who may have just joined our podcast for the first time, understand that in our preview podcast, not only did both of us predict the Giants to lose, but we also told you it would not be devastating. The Giants' playoff chances and their season hinges on the two games against the Washington Commanders. We told you that before Thanksgiving. We're going to tell you the same thing now. Don't be upset. Don't go crazy. Don't freak out. This was just another simple loss. The two Washington games are the games that will determine the Giants' fate. We said it before. We'll say it again. Stick with us the rest of the way. We'll give you some more good information. How about that
0: for a little promo? And by the way, our producer Adam also points out, also, you have to remember that stat doesn't include the extra wildcard spot that now exists where the Giants can take part in as well. Uh, All right, Paul, look, we'll reconvene, we'll we'll regroup. By the way, I did pick the Giants to lose by eight yesterday. They covered. I was right on that. I uh, didn't have the score right, but I picked the, you know, the point differential right. I know the Richie James touchdown was very late, but I'm just going to pat myself on the back anyway. Paul, where can we follow you on Twitter? We have the Dable Presser coming up, all that stuff. You will have all the great quotes. Where are we going to find you? At Giants WFAN. You can follow me at CBS. Thank you, everyone, again. Enjoy the rest of your Thanksgiving weekend. Get that holiday shopping in. And again download subscribe everywhere podcasts are downloadable subscribable I'm losing track of words I've spoken too much for two days thanks for taking one giant step with us